Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is e This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL from 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man, Mastermind, the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Five years old. The trifling album's thirty. 
I know classics, you know. Uh you helped lay the blueprint, man. Um how looking back, how does that make you feel knowing that you were part of that early, you know what I'm saying, West Coast uh hip hop scene? Uh, it makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, it. and and we're actually working on um I'm 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 deep in the trenches working on uh trying to present the uh 35th anniversary for Act of Fool. We might be able to do you know some new remixes and 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 do some type of visual, new visuals and you know just pump it up for the 35th anniversary for Act of Fool. Yeah. And, and you know what's great now, um, things like vinyls coming back, records as we call them, you know, um, yeah. collector's items, you know. There's always room to do stuff like that as well. Um, well, yeah, actually I'm uh, uh, getting ready to release uh, the bass EP. Uh, and I, I wish I had the uh, list. It's just an EP with a few of the uh, my old joints, but it's being released on vinyl, just a limited edition. And uh, it's got a uh, bass. Um, you better bring a gun. The Genius is back with Mixmaster's Bay. Just a few of my old, old joints that we're going to release a limited edition, you know, vinyl set only. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. The fans are definitely going to love that. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in and around Chicago, and, uh, you know, gang culture was something that was always there. You know, um, the city's known for it. But uh, I wasn't really exposed to it until I got a little bit older. But when I was younger, songs like We're All in the Same Gang, Colors, things like that really, uh, you know what I'm saying, opened my eyes to what was going on on the West Coast. Um, what was yeah. it like doing We're All in the Same Gang with so many other legendary artists and kicking off that that song too you were the first verse oh yeah shit. It, was, it was uh phenomenal you know to get to work with all the the acts that i was actually come that i actually came in the game with on the west coast um and it was definitely something that was needed you know get, the gang violence was at an all-time high out here on the West Coast, and it was just needed at that time. And a good friend of mine that I used to run around with, Mike Conception, he was a known, you know, OG in the neighborhood out here, and he he was the one that put that together, and and we just all went in on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell hell of a song right there. Um, You know, like I said, you kicked it off, Easy e finished it off. You know, what was it uh, like uh, knowing Easy? He was such a, a visionary that many say he was ahead of his time. Well, he was, you know. Well, you know, me, uh, like I said, we were all friends back there trying to, back then trying to just get in the game, you know, to, to doing different things, making mixtapes and things like that. Me and DJ Poole all, um, used to always be over at Easy's house in Compton and in the at his mom's house when he had the little studio in the in the back working on mixtapes for the rhodium swap meet and and it was just something fun to do back then but you know then it got all serious you know we started blowing up so there it is yeah yeah the rhodium that that is so so historical like you said so many got their start high c of course tony a um 
a lot of people, man, came through that. Um, and then yeah, all the them are all cats that we, you know, used to hang around. You know, they were in different neighborhoods and things like that. Yeah. But when it was time to come together, you know, it was no no problem, and 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 we all just got along and, and was able to create together and start and start this whole West Coast thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but yeah, you you carved out a, a lot in hip hop. You know, uh, and influenced a lot of people. You know, uh, obviously Biggie was influenced by you. Um, you know, what I'm saying what what did that make you feel like? You know, what I'm saying one of the biggest West Coast guys of all time. You know, influenced by your some of your work. Uh, that, that's that's funny. I mean, you know, I hear a lot of people say that, and and you know, me and Biggie was cool. You know, we hung out a couple of times, but I think we were, you know, uh, influenced by each other. You know what I'm saying? We we dug each other's style. I, um, it's it's known that I'm I'm heavily influenced by East Coast artists and, and things like that. You know, that's what influenced me back in the day. People like um, LL and Big Daddy Kane and Fuji Rap and, and, you know, so... I used to love just going to New York and working. As a matter of fact, that's where um, we start. You know, when we got the deal with Capitol Records and we started working on Active Food, we went to the East Coast to start it off. That's where we started working on Active Food at at Chung King Studio in New York. So, I mean, Biggie. You know, we kind of, you know, took each other's style, you know what I'm saying? And and, and, and we we're, were good friends, you know what I'm saying? And when people say he, he, he got his style from me, I don't think it was like that. It was just, you know, uh, we just doted on each other, I would say, you know. And, it, you know, it's cool when people say that, but I just think we 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 liked each other. We were influenced by each other. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a hell of a, a collaborative album right there, or a project or something, you know. East oh, yeah. West. Yeah. And we were talking, it was just when I got signed to uh, Aftermath with Dr. Dre, we were talking about doing something and, uh, uh, and something that went down. I think Biggie and Lil C just had a car accident, so it got kind of, hectic to work on and things like that. Then he passed away, so we never got a chance, really. Yeah, yeah, man. He's definitely, uh, you know, gone but never forgotten. Um, you know, but uh, you, you've done uh, a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying, since then, um, you know, not just hip-hop. I mean, you know, Liquid Radio and, and different things like that. How's all that going? Well, uh, Liquid Radio, Liquid.net is still up running. We, we're still trying to figure it out and, and, and figure out how we could capitalize on it. You know, it, it, it's something that's out there already. It's a lot of, you know, digital uh, radio stations right now. So we're trying to figure out what we could do different, you know, to, you know, bring bring the app on and and make it viable to where you know people could enjoy it to get merch and 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 get new music from the liquid and all that so we're still trying to figure it out but it's it's up it's running 
on liquid.net, L-I-K-W-I-T.net. So, you know, go check it out. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, you know, of course, you know, all, you got all these biopics that, that come out and stuff, uh, but I, I'm really digging the documentaries. I'm really waiting on the DOC documentary. Bushwick Bill's got one. Is that something you might do in the future? Well, yeah, that's what I was talking about with the uh, Act of Fool 35th year anniversary. With, we're, we're running around trying to get everything straight for that, and and I might, you know, We'll we'll present some visuals on how the King T thing came all about. We're just trying to get the business done now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, everything. Uh, yeah, it will, everything it will it will be called Act the Fool. You know, and and you know, we're just trying to still figure it out. You know, but we're working on it. Oh, that's great! The fans are definitely going to love that. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. Uh, you got a lot of people banning books and you know different things nowadays. And you guys went through that in the '80s and '90s with the record stompers, you know. And and uh, but all that really did was was bring more attention to what you were doing and help the sales a little bit. Man. What what was it like during that era where people were trying to ban you guys? Oh well, yeah. I I that well. See, you got to realize that when I got signed, that was back in the late eighties, eighty nine, and you know, back then we we couldn't do what these kids are doing these days. You know, back then with the, you know how you know the profanity and 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 the the subject matter and things like that. We couldn't talk about that back back then, but you know, I sat and watched Ice T deal with uh, Cop Killer and all that. You know, what I'm saying it it it, it was kind of bad back then. But nowadays, you could you could say whatever and do whatever, you know, except for a few certain things without getting canceled. You know, it's a cancel uh, uh, environment now, so. Uh, but we we I didn't really you know we we just had to watch what we say you know and and it was something we had to deal with but these kids today I'm glad they they're able to express themselves and, and say what they want to say. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're able to do it. You know, I I just think certain parts of the country are more restrictive than other. But yeah, I remember those times, man. Like of of course, two live crew. You know, uh, they was persecuted all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, ghetto boys, um, and Ice T, like you said, and that's why uh, he made that classic record, "Freedom of Speech." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was hectic back then, but you know, I was young and and I just you know, they told me what I can say and what I can't say. It was a lot of things we couldn't, you know, with the riot that was going around, going down and. You know, we couldn't really express ourselves like we wanted to, but we got certain things out. I was able to. We had to. Ch- I had a, a song called "Black Together" again that I had to change up a lot, and you know, we was just restricted a lot. You know, but I'm glad. You know, the world has loosened up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Death Row is really. Uh, taken over they had planned assigning uh all kinds of different acts were were you ever uh you know did they ever want to sign you to the label no 
No, not really. I, I actually, when I when Death Row was going on, I still had a, a major deal with uh, uh, Capital. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think I released my third album, um, the Trifling album. Around the same time, Dre released uh, the Chronic, and uh, after that, I got a label production deal over at MCA Universal with uh, Broadway uh, and released the um, King T for Life album. So I was still working, but, you know, we like I said in the beginning, we were always still in touch with each other, me, Dre, and, you know, uh, after Easy Pass, you know, it, was, it got kind of hectic, you know, but we kept in touch and... You know, they were doing their thing, you know. With the, I, I sat up and watched all the confusion that was going on over there and the fighting, and and I was kind of happy not to be over <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Shorty B said he was sitting in on a studio ses- session over there, and, and uh, he's seen producers, you know, get, get, get stole on, man, just for, for yeah. not mixing the track I mean, correctly. I, Talk about pressure. <laughs> yeah, I hung out a couple track, of times. This track, yeah, I hung out a couple of times over there. I mean, it, you know, everything was cool with me. You know, I yeah. hung out a couple of times because uh, DJ Pooh was over there a lot. He produced the Dog Dogfather album for Snoop. Hung out over there and, and watched that happen and enjoyed that. And, and then he did some, you know, Pooh worked on the Tupac album and Dog oh, yeah. Pound and, and things like that. So I hung out a couple of times and, you know, it, it, it was cool. I never saw anything. It was just like regular business. Yeah, yeah. And Pac uh, just got the, uh, his star long overdue on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, Because he was yeah. a phenomenal actor as well as MC. I mean, just a uh, all-around entertainer, you know. No uh, what was he like as a person, man? Did you get to hang with him a lot? Yeah, that was like, I mean, I wouldn't say best friends, but we were very good friends, you know. Uh, we used to meet up in New York a lot and run around a lot, and and we were good friends. Out here. You know, um, it's just you know he he got caught up in a lot of things and got real busy and you know and and ended up over there on death row. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 That's a. Uh... You know, he, he, he. You look back at that and you think, imagine all he could have done. You know, uh, yeah. if um, he'd still be here, all the movies, yeah, and everything. I think he but not was, only that, all he, he'd be with his family and friends and fans. I mean, that's what it's about. You know. Yeah, I think he was trying to. You know, he 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 did his uh, business with Death Row, and he was going ready to go do his own thing, and and you know didn't get out of there. You know, in time, you know, it, it, it was a sad situation. Yeah, very sad. You know, um, it's uh, you know, it's good though to see people, you know, keeping his legacy alive, even when the media and, and people like that won't. You know, um, he set such a mark globally that, I mean, he's going to be known for thousands of years. Yeah. Well, long yeah. afterwards. A legend. You know? That's a real legend, right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. Uh, same with Easy. I mean, he just, um, you know, he, he the tree that he planted 
Um, I mean, just the roots grew into so many different directions. I mean, you can go all the way up to 50 Cent, Eminem, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bone, you know, everything. Yeah. But you mentioned, uh, you know, DJ Pooh. He's he's another guy who I think needs to be honored more. Uh, He doesn't get the credit he deserves, you know, and he's a legendary producer. Been around for a long, long time. You know, um, how far does your relationship go back with him? You know what I'm saying? Uh, did you guys know each other before the music? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, before the um I actually, we actually came in the game together. You know, he was my, my he was my DJ, and uh, we were in this cool. Well, we, we all I, we all were DJs. I started as a DJ, and and we kind of met through. Uh, uh, my guy uh, Scotty D from Compton, and he introduced us. We all used to hang at this little—it uh, was called the Fila Shop out in the uh, San Fernando Valley in California. And uh, we had we had a little crew called the Total Control Crew. It was me, DJ Pooh, J Roll from the Alcoholics. Um, uh, Suave D, who, who's resting in peace, and you know, we used to uh, open up for a lot of acts that would come in. Uncle Jam's Army was bring would bring in East Coast acts to perform at the dances they did out here in, in California, and we would be the opening acts, DJing and rapping and things like that. And me and Pooh was part of that crew, and Scotty ended up taking us so you know sometimes i would jump on the mic and mc while Pooh was djing and it just turned out that Pooh, you know he they got in my ear and was like yo you need to stick with the mc instead of djing and he and actually dj Pooh gave me the name king t actually because my my dj name was uh dj terry t <laughs> and oh, wow. uh yeah, and uh, they and Pooh started calling me King T, and from there, you know, Scotty ended up taking us in the studio that, uh, with DJ Unknown that had this record label called uh, Techno Hop out here yeah. on the West Coast, and uh, we went up in the studio and, and, and recorded a couple of things, and, and ended up turning out to be Payback some other our first single on Techno Hop, and that was back in 86. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, I didn't know he gave you that name, man. That's that's history right there. And uh, yeah. and, and you started as a DJ, man. That's, um, that's also Yeah, I, I was, uh, my, my mother and I moved to Houston, Texas, like 83, 84, I want to say. She moved us out there. She had a boyfriend out there. They were trying to put it together or whatever. And um, I didn't. I didn't like it really. I would never go to school. But I ended up ditching school up at this college station, uh, Texas Southern University (KTSU), and they had this this uh, show called Kids Jam, where they, you know. It would be about kids, you know, wanting to, you know, 
do different things in the community and things like that. And I ended up telling them I was from California and I know how to DJ and all. And I, I basically just uh, copied all the DJ because you know the DJs out here in Cali before I left was like it, it was uh, Uncle Jam's Army. That's who I wanted to be. I wanted to be in that crew, and it was uh, DJ Bobcat. Um, who else? DJ Bobcat, Egyptian Lover, uh, Mr. Prince, and all that. So I basically just stole all their moves and was doing the moves in Texas, and they thought I was a phenom. I was only like 14, 15 years old. So I, you know, make a long story short, I ended up DJing for the station, and it's a program called Kids Jam out in Texas. And, you know, like I said, I wasn't going to school and things like that, so I kind of got in trouble and ended up in a uh, youth camp and all kind of shit, and uh, my grandmother sent for me to come back here to Cali, and it was God's will and, and a blessing. I, I ran into Scotty D that introduced me to DJ Pooh that was already a part of Uncle Jam's Army. With, that They knew Bobcat, and it just all fell together, man. It just all fell together, and now yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember uh, Yella telling us about uh, how uh, you know the Wrecking Crew and Uncle Jam's Army they would they would kind of like a you know uh, not battle but you know friendly competition back in the day. He was telling yeah, me yeah. about his first record. I, I think it was called Slice Master. Or something. I don't know what it was, but it was like '84, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Give me some juice and all kind of uh, uh, house. What was it? Uh, something about phone call, house calls, or something with Dr. Dre. Or something. I remember a whole bunch of shit, you know. But yeah, yeah, cool. that was a, a era. You know, it, it just kept developing and, and transforming until they had what you call gangster rap. You know, exactly. uh, G Funk and all that stuff. You know. Um, which is is, is definitely uh, made a huge impact. I like that music more because, you know, Ice-T would tell you, man, you played yourself. Don't go smoking rocks, you know. Um, A lot of that stuff was looked upon negatively, but you guys were, there was always a message in there somewhere, you know. There was always something to tell you not to fall into this trap or that trap. So, um, you know. Definitely probably. Well, yeah, them, them, them were the, the guidelines that we followed because before I came along, there was a, a kid named Toddy T and Mixmaster yeah. State that, you know, and their 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 music was uh, informative, like the Batteram and, and 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 Just Say No. So, you know, this is how we came. Them, them were our, them were my influences right there, especially about the whole Compton thing and all that, because they kind of brought me in and and put me down and accepted me. So we followed that, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, man, it's been real dope chopping it up with you. Before you go, um, I want to bring on the homie Sinister, uh, Sinister from France. Um, he's got a couple questions. He's digging in the crates. He's going to ask you about some songs. Uh, Sin, you there, brother? Sin, I think uh, I think uh, we lost Sin from France. 
He should be oh, calling shit. back in in a second. But he's a you know like a hip hop historian, and he um, you know he loves talking about various songs and things of that nature. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you guys are loved all over the world globally. You know, um, do you have any plans to do any like shows or anything like that overseas anytime soon? Man, we were just uh, talking about that because uh, yeah, I'm just trying to get the, like I said, I, I'm trying to get the business straight and with the act of fool situation and the, the anniversary that's coming up, and we want to try to put it all together so you know we'll be able to do the whole you know overseas tour and yeah, we're putting it together as we speak. As we speak. oh, that's dope. Well, if you go to France, uh, you know what I'm saying, please have Edna let me know, and I'd love to uh, set up a, a interview with Sin right over there in the flesh. He just interviewed Havoc of Mob Deep, and, you know, he's interviewed Donald D., all those guys. So uh, yeah, here he is. Donald, Donald D. is my guy. You know, we was in the same crew, uh, that, you know, because I used to be down with, well, you know, I'm still down, Ron Syndicate, you know, when I came came on, you know, Ice-T, Ryan Syndicate, that was my management company. That's who got me signed to my first major deal, Capitol Records. Oh, yeah, man. That's huge, man. Shout out to Ice-T because he's constant. I mean, the the longest-running actor on TV. uh, I mean, he won a Grammy with Body Count, um, like we were talking about earlier, the Cop Killer song. Who would have thought that the Cop Killer song... The, the guys that did that would win a Grammy later on. That's so dope. You know, <laughs> not, I'm not advocating killing cops unless they're crooked, but, you know, or anything like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, happy, I'm happy to see everybody doing good, man. And, I'm, you know, and the ones that's, you know, still here enjoying it from Dr. Dre on down to DJ Poole to – Everybody, everybody is successful and doing their thing, and 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 I, I, I'm I'm just blessed to still be here, man, and talk about it and enjoy. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, here's DJ Lord Cynix. Uh, you there, brother? The French yes, connection. Yes, oh, there he is. Hi, King. Yeah, hey. hi, King T. John Barry and uh, hi, Scott. Yeah, can I tell us about uh, um, bass? on the Actiful album and uh, also guitar playing. Can you tell us about these two songs? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some uh, oh, you're at, is he asking what's up with it? Yeah, he yeah. wanted to know, you know how the, I guess the concept, how it came about. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> you know, Actiful, I mean, well, we did the bass, we did the bass single before we got the deal, we didn't even know we were going to call the album Act of Fool, but we did uh, bass, like, I think that was 88, 89. Uh, um, Greg Mack from 1580K Day, uh, the Mac Attack back in the days, uh, started a label called Mac Daddy Records. And... You know, this was after I made the two singles. I made Payback Some Mother on Techno Hop, and I made uh, my second single was The Coolest with the B-side, You Better Bring a Gun. We had put them two uh, singles out, and Greg wanted us to do something for his label. So me, Pooh, and Bobcat got together and, and uh, put out the song Bass on Mac Daddy Records. And... Uh, 
that that was taken, and like I said, I, I had uh, signed with uh, Rhyme Syndicate and Ice-T because they used to manage me, and they took base and got the deal at Capitol Records. And then that's when we flew out to New York and started working at Chunking Studio. And the first thing, we, the first song we worked on at Chunking Studio was called Act a Fool. And, yeah. and that's where we ended up naming the album. <laughs> that's it. Right. Yeah, because it was the first song we worked on. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us also about the song Rough Rhyme on your album At Your Own Risk in uh, 1998? And uh, there's an anthem of uh, Public Enemy, uh, Knights of uh, the Living Basehead. Can I tell uh -huh. us about this one? <laughs> well, uh, Rough Rhyme... That was Pooh's idea because he, he did that a phenomenal uh, scratch called uh, you know there'll be a, another rough rhyme that that was actually Rock Him off of uh, I forgot the, the name of the song but Eric being Rock Him that was a, a Eric being Rock Him cut it was a good song to work on because uh, a lot of people loved it and, and Dr Dre ended up using samples from that song in his uh, on his chronic album really yeah and uh, there were also public enemy anthem but it was uh, at the same year 1988 1989 yeah. um, can you tell us also about the, the classic song Straight Gone um, on Aftermath of course produced by Buddha and Dre Yeah, that that's uh, we did. I did that because uh, I mean, after the MCA deal, I that and and Dr. Dre had left Death Row. I'm like one of the first artists he you know wanted to sign. So we just ended up in the studio up at Record One, and they just put on the beat, and I and I just knocked that out. It, it was so easy, and I was just so happy to be there. The rhymes just came, and it was one, you know, one of the best songs I've done in my whole career, Straight Gone, and I was just happy to be working with, with Dr. Dre. We didn't even have, they didn't even have the uh, name of the label, Aftermath, when I did that song. They were calling it something else. So I, I was there before the name Aftermath even came about. Do you know what they? You don't remember what they called it? I think it was something like black market or something, or uh, I, I I can't remember. They it, and and they wasn't even sure about that. They didn't have. You know what? It was, it was something like black market, but somebody else had it, and they were trying to sell it to Dre for a buku amount of money, and so he just said. You know, nah, he's not going to do that. And he chose Aftermath. Oh, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Market with uh, Brother Lynch Hung and uh, X Rated. Single, single Tongue, yes. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. They're from Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they ended up putting a uh, Straight Gone song out on the first compilation that they put out on Aftermath. But it was a great song. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You got you got also a connection with Anne Banks uh, um, on the album of uh, PWDI, where the, you got the song "No In Situation." 
a classic was Crossroad, G-Stack, and, and Kick That Snake uh, before he was a legend. Uh, Kick That Snake of Time Crazy. Can I tell us about this one and the connection with Ann Banks? Legend. Who was? Ann Banks. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Ann Banks, that's one of my, you know, like, is a good friend, you know, uh, met through Too Short. And, you know, we, we since uh, my younger days on um, Techno Hop and, 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 and Capital, we used to do a lot of shows together. And, and one of my best friends, uh, Marvin Watkins, rest in peace, he, had, he was A&R for Priority Records. And he ended up signing Ant Banks to a deal up at Priority Records. And, you know, we just, you know, ran and got in the studio and did, uh, what song was that? We did a song, me and Spice One did a song called um, West Riding on Ant Banks' uh, album. Yeah. That, was, that was fun to work on, yeah. And oh, the, wow. the no win no situation also, we skipped that sneak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one's situation. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Man, that's, that's so much history, man. Uh, man, we could talk to you for hours and hours, man. It's, it's so dope chopping it up with you. And, and uh, man, again, uh, I'm glad that you're going to be honored. And, uh, you know, um, here June 24th, you know, well-deserved. And uh, yeah. before we go, brother, I want to give you the floor, man. Anything uh, you got coming out or anybody you want to shout out, It's it's all yours, man. Oh, I just want to shout out to everybody, man, and thanks for the love. We've got a lot of things going on. Like I said, we're working on the 35th year anniversary for Act of Fool and, and a documentary and possibly new mixes, new songs for that for that project. Uh, don't forget to go check out liquid.net, Liquid Radio. I'm also launching a new brand in 2024 called Reptables Only. It'll be a podcast, it'll be merch, it'll be cannabis, uh, you know. And and I can't forget, we got the new Liquid Brew coming out, a new API coming out uh, in, a, in a few months with me and the Liquid Crew, the alcoholics exhibit and everything. So look out for that. And that's it. Check me out on Instagram, K-I-N-G-T-L-A. And Twitter, the same thing, and Facebook, you know, you can reach me, King T. Check me out. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Thanks again for taking time to chop it up with us, brother. No problem. Anytime, man. Sure. All right, I'm going to check you all out later. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to Edna. She's a uh, wonderful person. I've known her yeah. my whole career doing this. Um, so we're going to get out of here, man. We're going to go to the West Coast uh, Rap All-Stars, you know what I'm saying, because it's about unity. This is we're all in the same gang, the full version, kicking it off with King T. Peace. I'm King News, and I come to you with the truth. Loving the streets took six more lives overnight, all the result of gang bang stupidity. By the way, you gangsters should know, one of your victims was a three-year-old girl. Local gang members, you still don't get it, do you? People just to smoke and shoot up. You used to have a poop cut, nice a poop butt. Dropped out of school and joined the neighborhood gang. Hanging on the streets selling gang. Poop was on people. Now when I say people, I mean colors. You a stupid motherfucker.
you better, cause pretty soon it's gonna be too late. A message from the king, keep it great. Since we are the mothers on this earth, it's time we start being good mothers from the birth of our children. No time for sleeping, teaching the fight and win. For the right reason, it's your time, it's your life living. Proud to be black, young and gifted. Lifted by the knowledge of taking the right route. Gang violence needs to be wiped out. Everyone came in the same chain, thought with the same aim, brain games, and names change. To protect the innocent, five stand a lot, slander, and the master planner. Destroy the black male crack tail and semi-automatic static if the crack fails. So since we all talk the same slang, stop killing my brother, cause we're all from the same gang. Yeah, a couple of spots to get tired. Government wants to see me get August. 